month. Huh? Summer's next but, month. But I meant by the tail end of it. But, I'm, but then I, I, that's like sixteen episodes. Yeah, you're right. Max. Why do I feel like that's more? I don't know. everyone it's origins and adaptations i am cody and i am andrew and this is episode 63 yes and we're finally to the point now where yeah. apparently i'm like we're only on episode 63 yeah that's what i was just saying earlier and for the longest time for the longest time whoa no for the longest time i was like oh are we already there i know and now <laughs> i'm just waiting when the hell are we gonna hit that hundred mark that's all i can wait for and then Andrew was like, how are we going to get at that by the end of the summer? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, we're already in the summer practically. Yeah. And, by, now, and by now I'm the, mad. By I the, wanted to get there. By the end of the year. <sighs> by the end of the year, we will be at episode 100. Oh, gosh. We're going to throw a bash. Sure. I'm going to actually get you know, the noisemakers I was trying to get mm. last time. Well. For episode 50. Andrew, start us off. Start us off. Uh, yeah, so we are into news this week. Mm-hmm. Starting first is the Deadly Class first look trailer. For those who do not know, Deadly Class is a comic book series by Image in which it's uh, a school for assassins. Okay. And and so it's all these teenagers whose parents are deadly assassins, uh, and they are training and being raised to become assassins as well. Uh, it looked pretty dope. I wasn't a huge fan of the comic because it did the Game of Thrones thing, but more frequently, where it just killed off characters. Downward and, spiral. Yeah. I just felt like it wasn't for me. I know it's for other people. The storytelling's great. Um, it's written well. Uh, so I could see it doing pretty good. Just personal preference. Yeah. And it is being produced by the Russo brothers. So I I might check it out just for them. Uh, just because I like everything they do. For those who do not know, the Russo brothers did Captain America Winter Soldier, Captain America Civil War, and Avengers Infinity War. And Avengers Infinity War Part 2. So, uh, their track record is A-OK in my book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then next is, there was a... Oh, question. Yeah. Are they, re- are, are they related to the actress, uh, Renee Russo? I, I'm, I'm just curious. I, I don't, don't know. It doesn't, Maybe. It, it doesn't matter. I only say that because she's the only other person in Hollywood that I can think of with that last name. That last name? Yeah. It's I, like... I don't know. It's like, uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Mm-hmm. Um, is, was it Nick Cage who was related Nicholas to... Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Changed his last name so that way he didn't... Ride on the coattails of his relative. Yeah. And then he changed it to Cage because Luke Cage is his favorite superhero. Uh, Power Man, right? Yeah. I I wonder what Nick Cage thought of Luke Cage. The TV series? Yeah. 
I don't know. It, it, you know, it doesn't really matter because even though I'm not the hugest Luke Cage fan, I, I know it's better than any superhero he could ever play. Like Superman? <laughs> a version where he has scissors for hands because Tim Burton would have done it, as Kevin Smith that put it. That suit is terrible. Oh, my gosh. Can we talk about that for just a little moment? Sure. I hate that Superman outfit and his yeah. long dyed black uh, yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my word. There's a photo, people out there, for the, for the layman who don't yeah. know, there's a photo out there where Nick Cage is being fitted for a Superman costume and it looks like a worse version of the Batman and Robin bat suits, but for Superman. Yes. It's really glossy. That's like the best way to put it. Yeah. You know, it's almost as bad as the Power Ranger suits from the movie in the 90s. Mm-hmm. It's really, really, ugh. it's bad. It's and, really bad. And it was 90s, so Superman had long hair in the 90s and they gave him the long hair. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't even resemble Superman. No, like <laughs> not at all. Like you see him, and you're like, "Is that his? Is that his cousin? Like, yeah, like his little cousin? Is that Claude Kent? Yeah, <laughs> that tried too hard. Oh my gosh, never it's, getting the approval of his uncle. It's Clark's ugly cousin. Yeah. What's actually funny is I never really thought of Nick Cage as being ugly, but with he with, dated Lorraine Long, or or uh, Lana Lang. No, Lorraine Lane. Oh, 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 oh that's like that's like her yeah. ugly cousin. Yeah. yeah, gotcha. No, but but Nick Cage in the suit with the hair, he's never looked worse. No, it was a that's, really bad. That's probably the worst look. he's ever looked. Yeah. But anyways, I just had to vent that because I think we might have mentioned that on, um, a suits discussion. I know we, we've we've discussed favorite suits before. Yeah, we did. Uh, gosh, a long time ago. <clears throat> One of our first episodes. Mm-hmm. Favorite I don't suits. even know. Did we make it a top five, or were we just kind of loosely discussing it? I think it? we did our favorite DC, our favorite Marvel, and then we did our favorite Star Wars. Okay. We might have done worst interpretations of suits, too. I don't remember doing that, but... We might have this. We, we might, may have to in the future. That would be fun. Yeah. You know what I was thinking is I might actually have to go listen to some of our older episodes, because... Um, like we've been saying we want to do top fives and stuff yeah. and some of those old topics were cool but i don't know I'd, I'd like to almost do it with our production value right now just scrap all the old yeah. episodes yeah. scrap all the old episodes you know and we're different this, now this podcast, we're different we're, this, we're different in certain ways this podcast really starts on episode 42 yes yeah which is the even sadder thing <laughs> that we only have like what Two episodes worth listening to. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my god! No, all of our stuff is worth. Any listening episode to. with Chris in it is worth. Any listening episode to. with Chris producing is absolutely yeah. worth your time. I kind of enjoyed your guys' earlier ones with Ugh. the like tinny, echoey background. Oh, you enjoyed the, that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, not, did your ears enjoy that? Um, uh, it was. It gave a mysterious. See, the aura fact that you can't just it. straight out say yes uh, <laughs> tells me it's a no. I mean, you know, not like. Particularly, but also, hey, yeah. don't don't rub it in, Crenshaw. Yeah, what? <laughs> Just that's the last name. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Bendis has officially left Marvel. Uh, we knew this was happening. He is going to do everything Superman over on DC. But uh, there was a tweet from the head of Marvel Comics doing like a bittersweet goodbye to Bendis. Uh, I have harped on Brian Michael Bendis a lot on this show. 
You have. And I will say. And it's funny to me because I've only read his decent stuff. Yes. Or his great stuff. So I will say the man can write a comic. I will not deny He can't that. write an event. He he can sometimes write an event. What did you say he couldn't do then? He cannot write a team book worth his team life. Team books, team books. Because I was going to say um, Siege is a crossover, so that doesn't yeah. count, obviously. But then again, he might be inconsistent because I've only read a few of his things. And my other problem with Bendis is the more you read Bendis, the more you know it's Bendis. Like his yeah, dialogue. His yeah. dialogue is the same with almost every single character. Mm-hmm. And so it's harder and harder for me to read his stuff. That's more one more. of the few flaws that I really f- have found in, com- in comic book writing versus in novels or in- on screen. Uh, a lot of times the characters talk the same way as one another. Like yeah. their, their humor. That's terrible. That's terrible writing. It's bad writing. Yeah. You have to make each character their own character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which Jonathan Hickman is really good at. I will sing that man's praises. I was gonna, I was going to say, <laughs> you sing that man's praises as the sun goes you, down. You can, as much as I harp on Bendis, I think I raised Jonathan Hickman up. Yeah. Like, I, I really do want to read his Fantastic Four. And Mark Wade isn't too bad. Like, he has some really bad stuff, but he has some really good stuff, too. What's some of his bad stuff? Uh, he, most recently in Marvel, he doesn't really know how to write Marvel teens. Which is weird because he does Archie comics and he writes them very well. Like hmm. it's, it fits perfectly. But, but he his, can't do teen superheroes. No, it's weird. Like he tried doing um, uh, this series called Champions and he tried doing New Avengers, I think is what it was called. And it just didn't fit. Like it was a bunch of the the legacy characters. So there was Miss Marvel, Miles Morales, Spider-Man. There was Kid Nova. Uh, I think Vision's daughter, mm-hmm. and like it read, it read like that. Uh, who's the guy with the crazy eyes? Steve Buscemi. Yeah, yeah, Steve Buscemi. Uh, there's there's a gif out there where Steve Buscemi is holding a skateboard, uh-huh. and he's like dressed in '90s clothes, and he's walking down a school hallway, and he goes, "Why, hello, fellow kids." And it's just like he's trying to be one of them, <laughs> and that's how that whole run felt like. It w- it felt like a forty year old man trying to act like a teen. That does sound pretty bad. Yeah, but he's okay. written some really incredible stuff. Oh yeah, no, you know, there's so many titles that I've read since I was in my late teens. Um, I have to remind myself. So he yeah he did Kingdom Come and then Daredevil. Yeah, so the guy is clearly like you know legend status. Yeah, but he's also not above failure. Mm-hmm. No one is. Uh, uh, yeah, no one is. I would I would say there's very there's very few mm-hmm. who wouldn't wouldn't you agree more or less? There's only yeah. a few, I only, mean only a few artists and writers have spotless careers. There's uh, Alex Ross. Yeah. <laughs> Although I, I I hear is it true I hear he's a jerk probably. I don't know if it. If he ever hears this, I'm sorry in advance. Yeah. I, I I really hope that he's not. He might yeah. not. I be. mean, most of the the ones that we would say are like pr- perfect mm-hmm. are like jerks. <laughs> I've heard Alan Moore is a nightmare. Really? Yeah, he's a genius. Frank Miller is also as well. You know, Frank Miller. He's also a racist. So he, I remember our discussion on that. Yeah. Um, 
in spots, though. I'm going to have to ask you more about that after the podcast. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, Frank Miller, I remember watching an interview with him on a deluxe edition of the Batman 1989 movie where um, they're talking about the history of Batman and the importance of the character and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he he brought up some good points, but he more just made himself seem just snotty. Yeah. Just snotty. Yeah. You know who's not snotty, though? Any of the people we interviewed. I... I thoroughly enjoyed talking to the people we interviewed at I Like Comic-Con. All the artists we interviewed at I Like Comic-Con and writers, were, they were all great. Yeah, awesome people. I prefer to, the call, to just call them all artists because, to me, writing is, is it's art. art yeah. I don't mean graphic art. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the only, there was the one guy <laughs> I, who I we interviewed who we didn't end up, we didn't, we didn't showcase. We didn't no, showcase it to no. you guys on here, just so you know. And I don't think it was his fault. Like, no. I... I really believe it was both ends. I think he's probably a wonderful human being, mm-hmm. but it was just an awkward interview. A, it wasn't our best effort. It was not our best. We tried switching things up, and that was not Didn't good. Didn't work. That was not good. And then we tried rephrasing ourselves. <laughs> he still wasn't having it. Yeah. <laughs> and then when we asked a question, he asked a question back. Oh, uh, yeah, that was just a fun interview. It's one of those moments where you just you just want to turn away and go, Ugh, yeah, like that. <laughs> like I just wanted to be like mm, and have a good day and then just walk away, freeze and, frame it and say, yeah. "This wasn't my life." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But anyways, uh, most of the people we interviewed there were awesome, incredible people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on is n- there is a new West Coast Avengers that has been announced. So back in the day the heyday, mm. uh, Marvel went, hey, what if some of our Avengers lived on the West Coast instead of in New York? So they all pretty much moved to San Francisco, and they lived there. Uh, and then they created the West Coast Avengers. Hawkeye was the hmm. leader of the team, and bunches of other people joined the team. Uh, and so it's coming back. What if they moved all to Portland and they got really into artisan coffee? And it was the... I'm just, uh, I'm just saying how much more interesting that would have been. It wouldn't be. <laughs> you wouldn't want to see Cap with a hipster hairdo and like a little Captain Hook mustache? No, not at all. And instead of his, his badass boots, he wears, I don't know, like a pair of Toms or some lace-ups? I don't or know. like um, boat shoes. Boat shoes. Yeah. yeah. I actually have a pair of Sperry's. Yeah. I like them, but they give you blisters. Do you, could you can, s- we, can we change the topic back <laughs> from Sperry's to, yeah. Why, to, back from, to West Coast Avengers? <laughs> West Coast Avengers. So that uh, series is coming back. I'm glad, uh, I, those, I'm glad I killed that one for, before it got too out of hand. For those who <laughs> enjoyed that series, I haven't read it that much. Um, I'm a huge Hawkeye fan. Will always be a huge Hawkeye fan, fan. Uh, especially after the Matt Fraction run. Uh, yeah, you loved that one. It's a really good I run. Remember. It's one of my favorites. Uh, then there is a new CW crossover happening. Our favorite crossovers. Uh, our favorite TV uh, channel, the CW, uh-huh. uh, with Batwoman. Batwoman. And they're bringing in Gotham. Not the TV show, but like the city. Okay. So that may be interesting. Now, is it going to be Batwoman, Batwoman, or is it, is it like a grown-up Barbara? What the hell is it? It's like, most like, oh, okay, so it's CW. <laughs> yeah. It's most likely going to be Batwoman, Batwoman. Okay. You, you know why. 
Yeah, but then again, they love to get things wrong. So why not? <laughs> why not have Barbara that Gordon would, be called be Batwoman? So, that would be so funny if this was like out A of grown up that all out of all the things they do wrong is they make Batwoman straight. Well, I was going to say if they make Barbara I was going to say if they make Barbara Gordon a grown-up uh superhero and make her Batwoman instead oh, of Batgirl. Oh, because she's not Batgirl and anymore. And not acknowledging that there's a difference between the two. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. But yeah, years no. why not? What if they- why not? That both yeah. would be ama- amazingly terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. There would be a riot, I think. Not yeah. with the Batgirl one, but with the the making her straight. Oh, yeah. They would never have that. I also, I just can't, out of all the things that CW does, mm-hmm. they really try really hard to integrate diversity. In some weird way. In some weird way. And so, it to me, it would just be, like, ironic yeah. and hilarious, but there there's no way. I mean, like I said years ago, I I still think that it's kind of weird that Iris doesn't have red hair to begin with because she always had red hair. Um, they kind of changed that in New Fifty Two. She has like a, she's like a, she's just like a brunette. Iris, yeah. I thought I thought her hair was always auburn or at least at least a little bit off. It's not it's not dark brown. It's not dark brown. It's like a light brown. Yeah. I don't know, but. I mean, the actress who played her grew on me the more we watched season two, mm-hmm. and I never got into three. Mm-mm. I that's, actually, you know, what's funny? That's I, when we stopped watching entirely. Someone actually told me that there's moments in season three that are really good, that are way better than a lot of moments in season two, and that it's worth checking out. I, I'm personally not, I'm not totally opposed because I liked Grant Gustin so much. Yeah. I might give a few episodes a try. Are are you like no, totally? Would you ever? It it would just be, it'd be really hard for me to get back into the show. Yeah, but I have heard Legends of Tomorrow, the one that was like okay, it was decent. I've heard that's gotten really good. Really? Yeah. And so didn't, I don't know. Didn't that I, have some terrible costuming in it too? No, it had bad characters. Uh, that was Hawk, Hawk Girl and Hawkman. Yeah. That was bad. Like, every single episode was just focused on their relationship. Mm. And then he died, and she went into mourning, and then started hooking up with the Atom. And then Hawkman gets revived, and she's like, yeah, see ya, peace. See you later, Adam. And it's like, that, wh- what's going on? Mm-hmm. What, what is this show? Yeah. Uh, it could have been really cool, and it was for the most part. I remember they... whose costume it was. Whose? Red Tornado. Oh, that's in Supergirl. Supergirl. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I still have Gosh. I can't- That's, an, that's another Nicolas Cage Superman level yeah. bad costume. I can't get past, uh, episode one of that show. Uh, yeah, so Batwoman's coming to the CW-verse. I don't know if there's a show going to take place, but the crossover episode- I don't know which show it's going to be on. Uh, it's going to have Batwoman in it. Then DC has announced uh, four Looney Tunes crossovers. Uh, Lex Luthor meets Porky the Pig. 
Oh my word! Uh, Catwoman funny. and Black Canary take on Tweety and Sylvester. What? And Daffy Duck meets a foe far deadlier than Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Hmm. Um, hmm, hmm. However, this isn't the first time they've done this. Uh, a while back, and by a while I mean like two years ago, two or three years ago, uh, they did a Batman meets Elmer Fudd, Wonder Woman meets the Tasmanian Devil, and Jonah Hex meets Yosemite Sam. And so this is just another uh, another crossover they're doing. Each issue runs 48 pages. Um, and this is, yeah, a new series. There's going to be Martian Manhunter meets Marvin the Martian, mm. The Legion of Superheroes and Bugs Bunny. Uh, there's The Joker and Daffy Duck. There's a lot. There's a lot on here. And then... Uh, it's going to be the Luther Lex Luthor and Porky Pig is being written by uh, Mark Russell, the guy who did the Flintstones comic, which is really good, uh, and Snagglepuss, which is <laughs> uh, which is supposed to be pretty good. The Lex Luthor and Elmer Fudd is the only one that sounds like I think I would actually uh, Lex Luthor and Porky Pig. Pardon me, Lex Luthor and Porky Pig. That actually sounds like I might be it interested. It looks terrifying. Like, look at that Porky Pig. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that looks that looks that that's straight out of nightmares. Uh, oh man, gosh. Yeah, some things can't be unseen. Yeah, Lex looks awesome, but that that Porky Pig. There's the Sylvester Stallone or Sylvester Stallone, uh, Tweety and Sylvester. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh should be fun. Have you seen uh what Beavis and Butthead like what their portions would look like as real people? As as realistic looking people? That sounds terrifying. It's gross. Yeah. They're really I, scary looking. I I bet. I bet. Supergirl returns this summer. Um not the TV show, but the comic. As we all know, uh DC canceled Supergirl last uh, winter, and she is coming back this summer. So, uh, not only that, but she is getting a re- redesign in her suit, which I think is necessary because her last suit uh, was a really poor design. With uh, it was blue, and then the bottom. Oh my gosh, that's terrifying! <laughs> uh, and Sorry. the the bottom, which is her crotch area, was red. And it was like that's Crotch just area. yeah, like it was unfortunate, and I don't know who designed that suit, but it's not a good looking suit at all, at all. But so she is getting a redesign as well as a new writer, and she will be coming back in summer. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then last but not least. This one is probably the most exciting news is Jake Gyllenhaal is rumored to be in talks to play Mysterio in Spider-Man 2 Homecoming or Spider-Man Homecoming 2. That could be cool. Yeah. I think that could be very cool. I think that would be really, really fun. Also, freaking Mysterio in Homecoming 2, which is weird because they set up Scorpion. Uh, in they the did. first one. 
So I don't know if this rumor is true or if they're setting up like a Sinister Six kind of thing with Scorpion uh, and Mysterio and uh, Vulture and stuff like that. They would need to bring in Sandman. I have a question for you. And Doc Ogg. Um, I don't know why this this just sprung to mind because it's a it's one of the few uh, Batman villains that I would actually like to see reinterpreted on screen in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do you think could do the Riddler justice? And I'm Johnny Depp. No, I, I, I people have mentioned that so many times, and I just okay. I've seen Johnny Depp in enough things. Yeah. Can you think of anyone think, who could do that? I think back the in the day before I had seen him in a lot of things, I would agree with those people. Yeah. Like, his Mad Hatter is, like, the perfect Riddler. Yeah. Uh, he wouldn't, however, be a good Jervis Tetch. I I couldn't see him doing Jervis Tetch, the, the Mad Hatter of Batman's villains. No. He, his his Mad Hatter was terrible. I, I actually think his Mad Hatter was not good. Yeah. I know there's people out there who really liked it, but I don't know. You need an old man. Mm-hmm. You need an old man to be the Mad Hatter, and they got like they got Johnny Depp, mm-hmm. and he took. Over he is the, kind of Riddlery. He took over. He took over the role, and that's what Johnny Depp does. Is if Johnny Depp is in the movie, if he is a secondary character, that movie becomes he, the Johnny Depp show. Yes. Yep. And I remember the advertisements for the Lone Ranger movie with Army Hammer. I barely remember that Army Hammer was freaking Lone Ranger. All I remember is Johnny Depp was Tonto, which is freaking racist. <laughs> well, to me, not, it's just, not really it's racist, just whitewashing. But historically inaccurate. Yeah, it's just maybe. whitewashing. Come on. I guess. Get a Native American dude to play a Native American. I think they only did it because. Well, that it is weird that they got that they actually got away with that. Yeah. I and it was Disney. Well, Disney's notorious for doing this. They were, not really anymore. Oh, back, kinda, back in the day. Oh, they kind of did it again recently. When? Uh, Jasmine is being played by, like, a very white person. I thought she... I thought we had this discussion, and I thought she was still a person of color, though. No. She's... It's the Pink Ranger for Power Rangers? No, what I'm saying is DC is now no... I mean, just Disney. look at... Look at Disney. D- DC. I, what, I, what I'm saying is, look at uh, like Star Wars and how PC they're being. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about what I think, they're doing with the stories. You're talking about whitewashing, but I don't think they're deliberately whitewashing. I think they cast, they typecast, uh, frick. They cast Johnny Depp as Tonto because they wanted Tonto to be eccentric and knew Johnny Depp would be that eccentric guy. Yeah. That's what I, I just. Think. When I see, I know they're not it like. It was totally weird. They're not purposely going, oh, we need to make sure there's no one. Right. Like, but it's the fact that that discussion didn't seem to have taken place. Yeah. Just like, we should hire Johnny Depp. Uh, he's not Native American. <laughs> Why would we do that? Right. Like, that discussion didn't happen. And I understand this. I am in the boat of if the actor does an incredible job, do your best with what you have. But if the character he is playing is historically a certain ethnicity, do your best to get the best actor you have for that. For that ethnicity. Like, if his character, and Tonto in Lone Ranger is like, he is Native American. 
Mm-hmm. Like, there is no doubt about that. There is no getting around that. I know they're, they've been able to do it in other places because it's like, well, it was a book and they didn't really describe who he was. So, yeah, that's what we did. And I, I really appreciate actors and actresses who are like, hey, you gave me this job. I have to turn it down because I do not fit this role. And that happened with the new Hellboy with the guy who was going to play a Japanese guy. And he was white. And he's like, nope, this, is, this isn't me. This isn't my role. This mm-hmm. is someone else's. And I really respect that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, uh, but Disney is... No, but Disney, Disney, Disney used is, to do blatantly racist things. Yeah. In their, in their old animation and, and, and stuff. And I'm not even saying, like, this This is, like, blatantly racist. Like, what makes like the red man red in Peter yeah. Pan? I'm, I'm talking their, about that kind of stuff. Their old stuff was, was definitely... I, I love mean, those songs. I mean, Dumbo and, has, yeah. like... African American guys as slaves at the very beginning, putting on the, up the circus and like they're talking about how great it is to work. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's really bad. I haven't seen Dumbo since I was about five. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, <laughs> no, and I'll never stop liking Peter Pan though, no matter how messed up some of those details are. Peter Pan's a great movie. It's just too fun. I mean, but the best, the best is Robin Hood. With the foxes, I ah. never understood why they were animals. In all the other retellings of yeah. those old stories, they were they were humans. Why were they animals? I don't know. Maybe does it does it hold up? Oh, uh, Robin Hood. Yeah. Oh, I lo- yeah. I yeah, need yeah, to, yeah. I need to go back and watch it again. Then I love that movie. Okay, has some of the best songs, nice. just because they're like folky and they're like campfire songs. I like that. Yeah. Let's go on. Uh, but back to Mysterio. Uh, oh, I never answered your question in the first place, which is who, oh yeah, who, that's right. Who I would like to play Riddler, and to be honest, uh, um, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, Jesse Eisenberg could have done a great Riddler. Yeah, if he hadn't already ruined Lex Luthor. the bed on yes. Lex Luthor. Or- Another person who could have been a great Riddler was. Is uh, thirty seconds to Mars? Jared Leto. Jared Leto. You know who else I think would make a fantastic Riddler? Who? Crispin Glover. Really? George McFly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I can see that. He's so eccentric. I could totally see him pulling yeah. off Riddler. Do you think I he's like- not too old now? Now he's probably a little too old. Yeah. Ten years ago, he would have been the perfect age. Mm-hmm. Um. I think Jared Leto's a great uh To me I think he's they a, just he's a, they, he's, a, he's a qualifier. They, he's a qualifier. They miscast all their actors in DC. Yeah, they do. Except for I will stand by till the end of time. Henry Cavill is a great Superman when given the chance to play Superman. Yep. We had this conversation yes. last week, so yes, and, uh, and we will have it again if we let it go any further. It, it, this is true. <laughs> but back yeah. to the main tap topic: Jake Gyllenhaal, Mysterio. I'm excited for those who do not know who Mysterio is. He is a stunt man, uh, or not a stunt man, but he's a special effects coordinator for movies and uh, theater and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Who gets fed up with how he's getting paid, and so then. That's a lot of Spider-Man's villains, which I think is really cool, and I think why it's pe- why people remember them so much is none of his villains are like take over the world. I'm a going to do what I want, except for maybe Green Goblin. 
But, like, Doc Ock isn't really take over the world. Doc Ock just wants to get rich. And so that way he can keep experimenting with science. Doc Ock is a mad scientist to the core. All he really care about, cares about is science. And Spider-Man just stops him because he tries robbing a bunch of places He to get all the sciencey stuff. Uh, and he's always annoyed about that. The only villain who truly wants to kill Spider-Man is Green Goblin. Truly wants to kill Spider-Man. And Venom. And at, I, I at see, you gotta throw Venom in there, yeah. At the beginning, yeah. Carnage is a person who just wants to kill everyone. Yeah, he's just a homicidal lunatic. Yeah. He's not really out for Spider-Man. No, and he's not out for the entire world. He just wants to kill anyone who's in front of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't, he's well, a serial there, There's killer, not so. really a lot of thought. No. He's... He's a, pro- he's a psychopath. Yeah, I yeah. think he is up there among the most just ballistic, uh, chaotic villains. Yes. That's all he is. Yeah. Because uh, the, the thing with the Joker is he's only that when he wants to be. Mm-hmm. And you could say the same for... Um, I'm blanking, but there's a few other villains who I, who I think it's like they're kind of chaotic. Yeah, but Carnage is just like yeah. There's there's he, no he, talking. He's, he's to just the guy. he's just a big Tasmanian devil. Yeah, just going to rip everyone's head off. Yeah. So, um, I think it would be really cool for Jake Gyllenhaal to play Mysterio, especially after seeing the movie Nightcrawler. Uh, Night Nightcrawler was terrifying. And it's terrifying because of his character. Like, it's not it's not a horror, and it's not like a... It's it's a thriller, and it's, it's suspenseful. Mm-hmm. But the way he portrays his character is just like, man, I never want to meet this person in... Like, I don't want to meet him in person ever. Yeah. It is, it is chilling. Gross. Yeah. Let's say, uh... Uh, yeah. But he does it so well. And that's the character. And... He's a good actor. Yes. He's a really good actor. And so Mysterio is kind of that way. Like, that is what his character is. And he uses special effects. The first time you really meet him, he shrinks Spider-Man. But he was really just messing with him and made everything bigger. Uh, And it's kind of... Mysterio... It's it's kind of hilarious. Mysterio uh, caused Logan to kill all the X-Men and Old Man Logan, didn't he? Correct. That yes. was interesting. Yes, that was. I was like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. That was that was one of my first uh, comic book introductions to Mysterio. Mysterio is just he's a. I was kind of hoping they would. He's a crazy villain. I was kind of hoping that they would have been able to use him for the Logan movie, and if they would have actually done the Old Man Logan storyline, where Logan is the reason that everyone's dead. That would have been cool. Yeah. If so, that is it for news. Uh, moving on to our main topic, which is a movie that came out this last week. We are going to go into spoiler territory right now. Uh, so if you have not seen Deadpool 2 uh, and you don't want anything spoiled for you, then turn this off right now and come back to us when you have seen the movie. So, Cody. Yes. This movie had a lot of potential. Had a lot of potential, and it met some of it. Chris, you saw it as well, right? I sure did. What What were your thoughts? Just your initial, when you got out of the theater, 
What were your thoughts? Um, I definitely, there were definitely some laughs. Yeah. Um, I was never completely drawn into the storyline. Like I just didn't feel like I was rooting for anyone. Yeah. Um, like if the fire guy would have pulled off what he was trying to pull off. Honestly, I was rooting for him a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just wasn't drawn in one way or the other, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And I feel the same exact way. And I really... It's a weird feeling. I came out of this movie and I went... I enjoyed my time with it. It was entertaining. But there was a lot missing. This was a very, by the books, shallow movie with over-the-top as crude as you can get humor. Like, they, this was a lot more crude than the first one. All right, I'm going to jump in. So I haven't seen the movie, but I've been told by everyone prior to you guys that this movie is better than the first one and that it's freaking hilarious. But what it sounds like is it's actually just hella shallow and cruder than the original. Yes, and I actually say the first one's better. I can't really imagine a better Deadpool movie in my head like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking, like, what can you, what else can you really do with this character to make it deeper? Yeah, and I think that was the thing is by and that's the, been my thing with Deadpool to begin with is that I think he's he's a badass, but it's also yeah, there's just only so much you can do with him. Which which was fine, and I actually thought if they went the route that they could have gone, that it would have worked out fine. Uh, Deadpool. Deadpool was the most on point with his character the whole movie. Like, he was Deadpool. There was no mm -hmm. mistaking that this character was this character. But everyone else, like, there was, they were, they were two-dimensional or one-dimensional. Mm. There was no three-dimensional characters in this movie. Like, at all. Uh... And they made fun of it a lot in the movie. And I understand that's because it's a Deadpool movie. They were doing like fourth wall breaking stuff. Mm -hmm. But at like just him? He yeah, he was the only one doing it. Sure. But like at one point they literally said, Well, that's just lazy writing. Uh, and didn't they say that twice? They might have. I think he says it twice. Does he? And it's just like Man, I understand that you're I feel like you just threw away that character's, like, story for that joke. And that oh. kind of that kind of bothered me. Okay. And it, I think the reason it bothered me is because it, it was based on Cable. And Cable's backstory is actually super intricate. Oh, and yeah. And really interesting and really so cool. So is Bishop's. And that is not in this movie. Mm -hmm. His backstory is in the future... This kid that Deadpool meets gets revenge on the people that tortured him and in the future then gets the thirst for blood and kills everyone, including Cable's wife and daughter. Okay. And that is why Cable comes to the past to kill the kid. Hmm. That is That is his story. That is it. There's not it, there's nothing more to it. And it's just like I understand maybe they're setting up 
this character be to be explored in other movies. Yeah, that's possible. Uh, I hope. But I haven't seen it. I'm I'm not like you know. But I felt like the introduction of characters in the first one. I went okay. In the second one, we're going to get more of these characters. We're going to get more in depth. Also, some of them were already established, so I've already had that background. Uh, with it was also developing Deadpool's character. We saw that character progression and that character growth. But with Colossus, we don't really need character progression and growth because we know who Colossus is. And Negasonic Teenage Warhead, she got more character development in that movie than she did in the comics. So the amount that she got, I was I was happy with. Um, and... I think what also affected it is the villain in the first one posed a threat to Deadpool. And I don't know if you felt this, Chris, but this whole movie, I was like, oh, it first started off with Deadpool's head being blown off. Yeah. And it was like, okay, what's the threat here? And then they introduced the possibility of a threat with the collars that don't work. Or the colors that make your superpowers disappear. And I went, okay, this is an interesting element that they will introduce that the villains might be able to use against Deadpool later on in the movie. That never happens. Deadpool fights people the entire time that the in- I'm just thinking, yeah, they're all going to die. Like, no one's going to be able to stop them. Even when Juggernaut showed up, I was just like, what's Juggernaut going to do to stop Deadpool? Yeah. And it's just like, through the entire movie, that happened. And so I never felt a sense of urgency of like, oh, uh, I know he's going to live, but I did not expect that to happen. And I was never surprised by this movie. Uh, I Actually, I was surprised by this movie by probably the best scene in the movie, which is the probably the goriest scene in the movie, which is when all of the X-Force die. <laughs> so oh, my gosh. He gets a team together, uh, and they it's kind of like from Mystery Men. They literally do the Mystery Men thing where people show up with okay superpowers, mm-hmm. and he creates a team. And they like, they're like, okay, we're going to go. X-Force, go. And like there's high winds, and mm-hmm. so they all go out. They open their parachutes, and it goes horrible. And, like, one guy goes into helicopter blades, another guy lands into telephone wires, another guy lands into, like, uh, a wood chipper. And it's just, like, all of this happens, and, like, everyone dies. Uh, someone goes headfirst into a bus. And it's, it w- I thought it was hilarious. I was like, this is pretty funny just because it's, like, you get a team together, and they're all dead. Like, yeah. it didn't work out at all. Except for one character who, in my opinion, is the best character in the movie, which is Domino. And she is my favorite character just because she has my favorite superpower, which everyone says is not a superpower, and it's actually made fun of in this movie, which is her superpower is she has 100% luck, which is just everything will go her way no matter what. That's cool. Uh, Except for, I think, in hand-to-hand combat. Like, there's just things that it doesn't work on. But... And I think they did a really good job. My only issue is the CG in this movie, I felt like, was worse than the first one. Really? Yeah. I think it's because they went too far. 
oh. with it. Hmm. Uh, and the characters. I'll judge that when I see it. Yeah. The characters in the first one also did not develop at all. We got no the characters more what? That were introduced in the first one. Uh huh. Did not get any more development. Hmm. Like Colossus didn't get development. They just left them alone. And that's kind of a bummer. They're there. They're in the movie. Negasonic's character development is that she's a lesbian. Yeah. But I think we kind of... Because her looking like Sinead O'Connor in the first one isn't a dead giveaway. Yeah. But that was <laughs> that was literally her character de- development. That was revealed. And then Colossus by the end is saying swear words. That's his character development. Colossus? Yeah. Why? I don't want... Col- Colossus doesn't need to swear. Yeah. I so he's it he's was, like a it was funny he's a for prince. The, he's a little he's just yeah. a, he's just such a nice guy. It was funny for the one time that happened. Like Deadpool was dying. He put on a collar and then saved the kid by getting shot. Uh he was dying and his last request for Colossus was to swear. Oh, never mind, that's cute. That's that's and, funny. And I was like, Okay, that's good. <clears throat> and then it happens again and Colossus like like laughs at it. And I'm like no, like Colossus does the one thing for Deadpool, and that's it. It's like you don't go down this route of oh now he's corrupt. Yeah, and it's just like no, what are you doing? And that's kind of what I felt with a lot of this movie, which is like no, what are you doing? Uh, I enjoyed a lot as well. Some a lot of the action scenes not were as fun. good as the first one. I don't think so. I I will go out and say I. I didn't enjoy it as much as the first one. All right. As someone who has not seen the movie, yeah. um, I'm curious, what do you think of all these folks' assessment saying that it's funnier, better, more exciting, whatever, than the first one? What 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 do you think? It, why do you think it is? It goes back to what I said last time. Is the the more humor in the movie, the better the movie. And... It's, would you say, and would you argue that it's not even better humor, it's just more raunchy and over the top? It's more raunchy, yeah, I would say so. Uh, I would say there's more hits than misses than there were in the first one. Okay. That I will say. Okay. There were a lot of funny, there were a lot of funny moments in this movie. Um, That I won't disagree with. Right. Um, And Ryan Reynolds. But, but you're saying they hit more of those points in the first one? No, I'm saying I'm saying they there was more hits than misses in this one than there was in the first one. Okay. Yeah. But overall as entertainment, I think I enjoyed the first one more. Okay. Like did, did, so, so you as a better better picture overall. I would say so. Yeah. It is more concise and it's it flows better. I'm no, I'm asking you which one. Oh, the first one. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> for a second, I thought you were trying to say this one's better. No. Okay, and then I was like, but at the beginning you said you didn't <laughs> think that. Okay, no. yeah, okay, gotcha. I think the first one flows better. I think it's edited better. Okay. Uh, the story fits together better. Um, That's a big thing for me. Yeah. I mean, I might, sometimes you see things differently than someone else, but mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of good pacing. Yeah. It's a big part of why at first I didn't want to say that I liked Rogue One more than episode seven. Mm-hmm. Episode seven is so beautifully paced. Yeah. But as a movie, like once once you get past like the thirty minute mark, it's I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think I think pacing can affect your judgment. Mm-hmm. 
even yes. if, even if the rest of the movie ends up being better. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah. I agree. Um but I haven't seen this movie yet. So I'm 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 this is all based off of what I might yeah. think. Uh I do want to see it. Uh I wasn't on the edge of my seat to see the uh original Deadpool either. I don't think I saw that in theaters. I think no, I saw that with you. Yeah, you saw it with me at home. Yeah. And I'm guessing you had already seen it. Yes, I saw it in theaters. Yeah. Will there ever be a superhero movie that you won't see in theaters? X Men. Besides, oh, I should have, I should have, sh- 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 oh gosh, I should have countered that before. Yeah, I, I saw that coming. Uh, Fantastic Four. Okay, I didn't see those. Okay. Um, that's right, that's right. We already discussed the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Okay, so you, uh, you have two, at least two. I won't see Venom. I will not go see that movie in theaters. Yeah, I'm not going to support it. I'm not going to support Sony with money, with with their Spider-Man universe. But you won't. But you'll see the next Spider-Man flick, right? Yeah, that's Marvel. Right. Like, I understand that it's by Sony. Is but Sony? It's Marvel. But yeah, Sony's still partially attached, right? Yeah, they they make the movie. Mm-hmm. Sony's going to be making the movie, but it's all with Marvel talent and Marvel's creativity and Marvel's guideline. So Sony just gets to say... It's so crazy to me that they worked out that agreement. Yeah. I didn't think that was going to be possible. Uh, like, Sony didn't... It was, it was like Christmas when that happened. Like, Sony forfeited their freedom. Yeah. For but, the character Spider-Man. But their name is there. Yeah. yeah. Huh. But, you know what? I mean, hey. It's a better, I, Spider- it's a better Spider-Man film than we've had in a long time. Most of the time, I don't wish for a movie to fail. But you I hope Venom fails. I hope Venom fails, not because anyone associated associated with it deserves to fail, but so that Sony realizes that they can't make a movie, a Spider-Man movie, and you, they you just, just you just want them to get it through their and heads. they just like give the rest of the universe back to Marvel, like just do what they did with Spider-Man, but with the rest of the universe. That's what I just want. So that way, Spider-Man can interact with all of his characters without all this BS mm-hmm. of what can or what can't they use. Well, yeah, it sucks when you have to shuffle step around everything. Yeah. You want yeah. you just want a straight up Spider-Man story. It's, it it just bothers me that we can't get the Venom, the yeah. black the black Spider-Man suit in the main in the main Marvel universe. Yes, because of Sony. Uh. Yeah. I'm just imagining if this was happening to a character that I liked as much as you liked Spy- as much as you liked Spider-Man. Oh, uh, if only, if only. Oh my gosh. Uh, it's like cuz I'm just trying to imagine how you actually feel being that Spider-Man is your fave. Are Are you being serious? What's up? I feel like they've ruined Batman. Well, you didn't even watch Justice not, League. N- oh, they no, ruined no, 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 Batman. No, 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 no. I'm talking about oh, where they can't use certain yes, characters. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, I'm not. No, they. No, yeah, they've they've totally messed up DC beyond repair. But I'm yeah. talking about like specific characters and not being able to have rights. It's weird. It it does hurt as a fan. That I there's a possibility I'll I've never gotten ever a see Joker them. that I didn't like, and I've gotten villains that I didn't like, but they were there. They were there. Yeah. 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 So I it was going back to the movie uh it was weird having I like Jared Leto too. 
It was weird having Juggernaut in this movie because he comes out near the end and they don't really use him. He shows up and he fights Colossus for a bit and then Colossus shoves an electric wire up his butt. Nice. Yeah. That's how they defeat the Juggernaut. That sounds very Deadpoolish. Yes. It was a very Deadpool movie, and it was a very Deadpool move. Uh, also slow motion. <laughs> was there a lot of it in this movie? Yeah. But was it meant to be funny? Uh, there were some s- funny slow motion parts, but there was also just a lot of slow motion. There was a slow motion part that I think was needed, which was the... Uh, um. It's when his girlfriend... Oh, we're in spoiler mode. You don't care. Uh, when yeah. his girlfriend dies um, at the beginning. But, yeah. I think that there was a... I think I wanted more... I f- well, I know I'm still going to go see more, it. More zoomed out. And I said this, I think I'm spoiled by Winter Soldier where it had the zoom out choreography where you're seeing the fight scenes happen without a lot of quick shots. Mm-hmm. And I think Deadpool 2 had a lot of quick shots. And... Um, when they didn't, they threw slow-mo in, and so it kind of just hurt a little bit there, but hmm. still had cool characters. I love Domino. She uh, was good? Yeah, as much as she doesn't look like her character at all, uh, I'm excited for her. Also, That's cool. that actress is really attractive, just going to say. I'll Google. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it sounds weird, but... Uh, uh, it would have sounded weirder if I had said, I'll Google her. Thank you very much. Yeah. You could say I could, l- I'll look her up on Google. <laughs> because now in 2018, Andrew, we say Google instead of saying look it up. Yeah. We uh, it, it used to be like, hey, go look it up. It's like, now Google it. Yeah. So Let me Google that for you. And it doesn't sound funny it, at all, even it though you think about it. It does sound funny. It's, it sounds it's like, worse. It, it's like, oh, you should Google, you know, g- Google that for me. Oh, I'll Google it for you. I, I will. <laughs> uh, Sorry, we're such children. I think that's a joke on 30 Rock where they ask um, Tracy Jordan, have you ever Googled, your- Googled yourself? Yeah. And he goes, yeah, I did this morning. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's actually really funny. Yeah. Oh, I love that show. 30 Rock's the best. Uh, but that's about it. That's my little take on Deadpool 2. I probably could have said more, but... Probably not because there wasn't too much to the movie. Uh, my final score for it's probably a six point five seven out of ten. Yeah, it's like I said, it's enjoyable. I don't think I need to watch it again. Really, I'm excited for X Force just so I can hopefully see these characters develop more. Um, You're hoping? I mean, based off what you said, I'm hoping there's more to Cable than just what they gave us. Yeah, in this. I, yeah, I really do. And I know that he's he is sticking around. That's not going to change. However, the ending, which was used as a joke, but it it's weird for me. Negasonic Teenage Warhead fixes a time machine that Cable could only use twice before it broke. And she fixes it, and then Deadpool uses it to go back in the, the past and fix all the mistakes, mm. which was uh, Deadpool in the, uh, Wolverine Origins. He goes and kills that Deadpool. Uh, and then uh, Green Lantern, he shoots Ryan Reynolds in the head. 
while he's reading the Green Lantern script. <laughs> and so, like, that stuff was funny. Yeah. But to me, it was just like, okay, so you you ruin the the heaviness and the the weight of the scene where Deadpool uses his last go back in time to save Deadpool. So that way Deadpool still lives. Uh, I think you're getting, you're, you, I haven't seen the movie. Yeah. So De- yeah. So I'm not going to follow. D- Deadpool dies. And, uh, he, he puts on, he puts on the collar and then takes a bullet for someone. Okay. And then he dies. He's been trying to die this entire time. Uh, he finally does. And Cable has two, or has one more charge in his go back in time machine. Mm-hmm. And so he uses that to go back in time to prevent his death. Gotcha. Which he does. And so then the machine breaks and he can't go back to his family. But since what Deadpool did made it so the kid didn't kill the guy, the kid doesn't kill his family in the future. It's a whole thing. Uh, so yeah, that happens. And it's like, oh, well, you can't use that to go back to your family. And he's like, that's fine. They're alive. That's all I care about. I'm stuck here. I'm going to help you guys out. And then Deadpool's like, well, I'm just going to take this to Negasonic Teenage Warhead, who is now a super genius, apparently, and she can just fix it, and it's back to normal, and he's going to use it to go back in the past. Hmm. I was just like, what? What just happened? <laughs> like, Why? And I understand it's Deadpool, but that's a Deadpool thing. Like, how did this character who isn't Deadpool all of a sudden just be able? Yeah, like yeah, we're just going to. There's. Uh, so you're saying, like the beauty I, of Deadpool is Deadpool is the zany one that stuff. He can get away. To. He can get away with unrealistic things. Yes, but those things still apply to everyone else. Everyone else. I got you. I got yeah. you. Uh. And I think maybe that's why I like the first one a lot, is that happened. Like, Deadpool was a zany character that stood out in this place of, like, grounded happenings. So, gotcha. little little rant about the ending that I have. But, well. Uh, yeah. That is my take on Deadpool 2. Uh, if you enjoyed the first one, I do recommend going to see this one. I think you will enjoy it as well. I don't know anyone who saw it and hated this movie, uh, if they like the first one. Oh, every um, Deadpool fan that I know says this is really, really great. So I think if you're a really big Deadpool fan, from what I have been told by massive Deadpool fans, this movie is excellent. That's what I. That's the word. Yeah, but is that not what you heard? No, I'm. I I don't agree with it. But. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I no. I thought you were trying to say that that isn't what you've heard. Because the, the I haven't actually talked to a lot of Deadpool fans. I've talked to about five. Really? Yeah, and just people who I know who rep Deadpool stuff and who mm-hmm. are invested in the character. Now, when okay, when I, now when I say this, I do not mean people who are as familiar with comic books as you and I are. Okay, so they're like pop culture Deadpool people. Well, I mean, and they and they might really like it. Yeah. But like. And this is going to sound really pretentious and snotty, and I was just—is it like the? I was, I, was, I was just saying Frank Miller was snotty, but here, but but there's people who 
It's like the people just who love the idea of something, yes. but they don't really yes. do their homework that much. Yes, it's like the people who wear Batman stuff, but don't really know what Batman is. Like they couldn't, they couldn't tell you that Wayne Manor is actually outside of Gotham City. <laughs> yeah, it's not quite in the city yeah. limits. Yeah. I know that I'm a Batman. They probably or name all the the Robins. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Could you tell me how the second Robin was killed? Yeah. You know what? Now I bet you a lot of them could. Or you could just start with animation. Just start with his name. <laughs> could you yeah. tell me the second Robin's name? They probably couldn't. Yeah. Oh, I know. I I've questioned people, and then I look like the uh, the snot. Yeah. <laughs> the scum. I, it's, it's what I do when people go. Well, Robin's not such a great character, and I go, <clears throat> what? <laughs> <laughs> Robin's an awesome character. Come on. Robin is the best character, okay? Your glasses thing? <laughs> yeah. I have to say <sighs> that Robin 1 through 3 are really great characters, okay, guys? And Damien, though he has his moments, is still a great character. What is that? I've never heard you do that <laughs> voice before. Uh, that is my comic book snob character. You were doing a good face with the, with the, with the yeah. glasses. Have you seen the nerd versus geek battle thing? It's like a it's a song. No, and I have people and I guess I've just always had a different version in my head of Me what too. each character is. There are two things. Yeah. I see that, but I I think they're naming them wrong. Cuz to me, a geek is someone who likes Star Trek. Is that is that different from how you see it? And a nerd is someone who likes Star Wars. I think they did get that. Wait, hold on a second. Oh, you know what? No, th no, they had a vice versa from what you just said. A lot of people do. I think majority of the people do. Yes. Which is, uh, it weirds me out. Because when I think of comic book nerd, I don't think of the, I don't think of the smart kid. Like the smart kid in class with the, the pencil protector and right. the calculator. To me, that's a geek. And I guess maybe back in the day, that's what a nerd was. But the but the but terms nowadays have shifted. I I do believe they have. Like, uh, we are getting into a whole nother topic. This here. is a good topic, yeah, though. But I I do believe that. And the way I saw it is like when I went to go play video games, someone was like, "Oh, are you a nerd?" I'm like, "Yes." Like I am in a video game shop playing video games, and so I have always seen from my perspective that nerds are the pop culture like entertainment part. And geeks are the more analytical, like, they're probably going to be playing the computer games instead of the vid the console games. Mm -hmm. Geeks are the ones who get farther and more in-depth into things, like, and that's why I brought up Star Trek. Star Trek is very analytical, it's very, like, thought-provoking, whereas when you're a Star Wars nerd, you're just like, man, this is awesome. Like, this is you know just what the difference is? a blast. And I think, and there's crossover. Yeah, I, I think. I, yeah, they there is a dabble. Yeah, I there is because I think I think uh, you and I uh, crossover in and out because like I love Star Trek, but yeah. I am not a typical. I, I'm not a geek. Yeah, I'm. In fact, I feel like anymore by modern standards, I'm really not even that nerdy. All the things that I like have become so mainstream. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh. I had a really good response to what you were saying earlier. Oh, oh, oh. So in the in the battle, they're talking about how the geek is really into, or pardon me, the nerd is really into all these sciencey things, and he's the one who can 
do all this advanced mm-hmm. math and science. Yeah. And the nerd. The geek. Um, or pardon, pardon me, yes. And the geek is the one who's just into pop culture and he's uh, like the hipster. See, to me, that's backwards. Backwards. Yeah. But from other people's perspectives, they're, they, they're both a term that intertwine. And they can be used for either ones, but I've never been called a comic book geek. Like, no, it's I am a comic book nerd, and a nerd is someone who is obsessed with something. Nerding so you, out, nerding, yeah. nerding out is that, yeah, yeah. And so you can have a science nerd, and you can have a Star Wars nerd, but that obsession, the way that I see it, is someone who is obsessed with the entertainment value from that. Right. And so when I'm talking about our typical pop culture nerd, you are nerding out over how cool this is to you. And so you're not nerding out because it's specifically science. Right. But there are music nerds. There can, are, oh, I, I got it. Can, mm-hmm. I, can I tell you what I yeah. think the difference is? A nerd can tell you his favorite rock album. Yeah. A geek may very likely tell you, I don't listen to music. Yeah. Unless, <laughs> well, what was who did the Wrath of Khan Star Trek score? Yeah. You know, I, I think that's the difference, mm-hmm. is, is that a nerd could be like, like, oh, I'm a huge Pink Floyd fan. Yeah. And, and a geek could be like, who's Pink Floyd? Because yeah. they just, they've been living under a rock for in a, in a lot I of ways. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that. And that's... I think that has changed. I think that's changed because back in the day, sure, uh, when you were a nerd, you were an outcast, and that outcast chose you to go into a field of hobby that was either with other outcasts or by yourself. Mm-hmm. And so that's when you get like comic books, which is most likely going to be by yourself. Mm-hmm. You get into reading, uh, like. Films versus movies, that that's a huge thing. Films are thought-provoking, beautiful pieces of artwork, where movies are still fun entertainment, and they take a lot of work, and there's artists who make it. But a movie is going to be something that just entertains you, whereas where a film is going to bring you in and uh, just... And then there's the a picture... Now yes. that is the film nerd or film geeks yeah. word for it. That was a lovely picture. Yeah, that's the that's by far the most pretentious word for a movie. <laughs> There's yes. movie, film, mm-hmm. picture. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, and so where where the com- the the commoner, not the nerd, they would go see a movie and have a fun time with it. The nerd would go watch a film. Mm-hmm. And they would, they would, in, they just ingest everything of that movie, that, mm-hmm. that film, and then you get, then those people grow up, and society starts changing, and people start realizing, oh, those things actually are really cool. Mm-hmm. There are more and more people reading comic books nowadays. More and more people who are interested in superheroes and these comic book characters because they realize that there's a lot of social commentary that takes place with this that no one really realized before because they weren't reading it. Only the nerds were reading it. Mm-hmm. Uh, video games are becoming the same way. More and more people are realizing, oh, nerds don't play video games because you know they're lonely and they live in the basement, but because there is an actual 
feeling you get from progressing. And that's what video games do. They give you that sense of progression. Uh, you are interacting with something, and you're able to go forward. Mm-hmm. And that gives you a sense of... Uh, Accomplishment, almost. Yes. Uh, and I, I really do think more and more people are realizing that more. Uh, and so it's becoming more and more popular and mainstream. And so the word for nerd, what nerds used to do, has shifted. I still believe that if you are into Star Wars, if you're into comics, if you're into video games, you are still a nerd. I don't think you are the the type of nerd that society thought back in the 80s or 70s. I think that nerd has changed into a geek. That is what a geek is now. Because back in the day, geeks and nerds were essentially the same thing. Yes. Uh, and I really do believe the people who are really in-depth, like I could say... It's hard for me even to call myself a Spider-Man geek because as much as I love Spider-Man, there's still someone out there who will mention something about Spider-Man. I go, I have no clue what that is. Uh, And it really comes down to, like, the people I interact with who watch Doctor Who, like, really watch Doctor Who. And it's the same people who really watch Star Trek. And as much as I can be a Star Wars nerd, there is just... When I talk about Star Wars, it's like talking about, like, a fantasy character. Like, that is what's happening. And not an in-depth fantasy character, like, with social, political, like, uh, commentary through kingdoms. But something like Lord of the Rings, which is very straightforward. Even though it's wordy, it's very straightforward with, like, this is Mordor. Like, these are elves, these are dwarves. Like, that is really how depth you deep you can go with it you can you can go deep not in lord of the rings but with just tolkien in general with his other stories Cimmerillion. yes if to me if you read that you are a geek if you can get through that book and you're like i loved every second of that i met i met um someone recently who was a, a server at a restaurant and she told me she had read the entire thing twice and she was really into it see to me that's a geek that's geek and she had the uh, the eye the eye, necklace yeah. thing see geek yeah and that's there's nothing wrong with it you can be a geek no i, I love I, geeks. I think that's awesome geeks are awesome the only I, now you bring me to my my final point the yeah. only bad thing is this is when you have traits of nerds and geeks, but you yes. don't. But you don't have the love or the, you, you know that yeah. that unity. Mm-hmm. You're a dweeb. Oh, dweebs. and no one ever wants to be a dweeb. <laughs> no one wants. No to be a one dweeb. likes dweebs. I, I think a dweeb is just the worst character of a geek and a nerd. I, it's it's the worst character qualities. It, I've I've also heard people say that a dweeb is a nerd or a geek who isn't intelligent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, glad that you could be here for. Our take on what nerd and geek is, and our uh, uh, and my uh, review of Deadpool. Yeah, uh, catch you next time. Thanks, everyone.